Yo, can you hear me? My guy, got you loud and clear right now. Look at us in our winter stuff. I know, I know. Well, it's a, uh, there's a reason for that that we're not going to go into right now. But I want to welcome everybody to a very special Hall of Fame edition of Baseball Today. It's kind of an emergency uh, meeting of the minds here because the Hall of Fame class for this year has been rounded out and there is one new member. We'll talk about the people that didn't get in in just a second, but let's give credit to David Ortiz. His first time on the ballot, he gets in there 77% of the vote. He got in there by 11 votes. You're a man that played against him your entire career. You're not surprised, are you? I'm not surprised at all. And yeah, we'll talk about who didn't make it later. But right now, like, let's let Big Poppy get a shine on. I, I saw this, which, which was crazy. He's only the fourth Dominican player in the Hall of Fame. Is that true? Yeah, I know. Seems crazy. crazy to me because the Dominicans are really, really good at baseball. There's going to be a lot more uh, in the future. But shout out, Poppy. You read the accomplishments. Um, you know, you said I played against him, and I did. He was always really nice to me. You know, like, I think that's kind of what everyone has to say about him. He's a good ball player. He's clutch as they come. Obviously, he's a great ball player. And, you know, he's charismatic. So I think that helped him a lot. And uh, I'm happy for him. I think 100% he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's got it now. He's going to give an incredible speech. Like, I'm kind of excited for that. I haven't even really thought about that until now. Uh, but congrats, Dave. Listen, there, there were going to be several people inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, because of those two committees that let in a bunch. Unfortunately, a bunch of them will get in posthumously. They won't be here to enjoy the fruits of their labor. It will be something special to have a guy like David Ortiz up there and do his thing. I mean, I remember when his former teammate and his close friend Pedro Martinez was out there draping himself in the flag and having such a wonderful time. And that just makes us feel better about you know, ourselves as baseball fans. So it's going to be a great time up there later this summer. That's awesome. As far as the accomplishments, we talked about them on yesterday's show, uh, particularly when it came to the postseason, an OPS of right around 950 when you're facing the best pitchers in the entire world. And that's not a small sample size. That's 85 playoff games that he toted up for. You know, um, in fact, on my podcast for the Rose Rotation, uh, Howard Bryant, who is a voter for the Baseball Hall of Fame but no longer votes, he has the eligibility to do it. He doesn't cast a ballot. He actually said that Ted Williams and David Ortiz are the two most important Red Sox in the history of that classic franchise. When you hear that, it's good enough for me. Uh, I would have voted him in if, if I had had a vote. Um, do you think because of the way he handled the media and because he is this gregarious, uh, energetic character in the history of the sport, that that helped him? I do. And let, let that be a lesson to people. Like, try to be a nice guy and, and be nice to people and good things happen. Uh, here's, here's where I kind of stand on that whole thing. Yes, look, we know there's a link to steroids for him. It was in, in, in not, supposed to be an anonymous test in 2003. He got named in it, never got told what it was. Um, and then after that, never tested positive. And, you know, I kind of, in my mind, Chris, I, I had him as a, a user. Like I, that's just kind of how I, I had him processed in my brain but when you hear will middlebrooks who is a buddy of mine who played with ortiz uh for a long time he says when poppy says he was tested more than any player in baseball it's the truth and he never failed another test um so i don't know where i stand and, and even that test he failed the commissioner came out afterwards and said it may or may not be a positive result so i think 
what you said, him being a nice guy with the media, fun, people all like him, very, uh, uh, you know, just loved, helped. But also I think that like a little bit of mystery surrounding his, his steroid alignment also helped with it. So a few things to clean up here. Uh, there are a lot of people in our chat as we're going live that are saying, well, he tested positive. He tested positive before there was testing implemented in Major League Baseball. This was essentially some sample testing that if a high enough percentage of players popped, that they would implement a program. That happened the following year. After that, he never tested positive. He was never suspended. So there has to be some sort of delineation. If you in your mind want to say, well, no, no, if he popped before he was ever punished by Major League Baseball, I still see him as a cheat. That's up to you. You're entitled to that opinion. As far as whether or not his kindness affected the voting, I would hope it didn't. If I'm a voter, I vote strictly on what that person does on the field, on what they bring to their team, how they affect their teammates. That means you have to talk to people. It's not how they, te you know, how they treat you. Sure, I'd love it if every Major League Baseball was nice to Chris Rose. But that doesn't mean that that has to happen in order for them to get in Cooperstown, certainly in, in my opinion. Um, now let's get on to the guys who did not make it. In their 10th and final year on the writer's ballot, Barry Bonds, who had right around 67%, did not get in. Roger Clemens was right around that threshold. He did not get in. Kurt Schilling, who didn't even make it to 60%, did not get in. It's a fucking joke that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are not in the Hall of Fame. I'm just going to say it. I'm sorry. I know some people are eating dinner on the East Coast, and if you're pissed off about it, I'm sorry, but they all fucked up. How this sport cannot have the greatest home run hitter and a seven-time Cy Young Award winner in it, because just like David Ortiz, they never failed a test once baseball established a punishment system. It's, it's crazy to me. And, like, you know, we've talked about it a lot. I don't like to talk about the Hall of Fame because people have so, many, so much strong opinion about it. Uh, but I totally agree with you. I mean, I think – I mean, if you look at the ballot, I would have I marked off, like, 15 of those dudes and put him in the Hall of Fame. But again, I always tell you this, man, that the Hall of Fame means something different to me. And I'm looking at all these replies in here, and this, these are baseball fans. All, all the people in our chat, almost every single one of them is like, Bonds and Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame as well. Like, baseball needs to take a look at what everyone is thinking and then figure it out. The voters doing this is so stupid. It makes them look horrible. And I don't know where we go from here in Hall of Fame voting. I really don't. I don't either. I don't either. And, I mean, Jeff Passan, our buddy over to ESPN, I haven't had a chance to read his, his wonderful column, but I did read an excerpt on it. And uh, he basically said that, in his opinion, the Hall of Fame is going to move down a notch or two when Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens aren't elected. I mean, it's horrible. It, it, it's, you know, at least for the last nine years, we've had the chance of saying, maybe some people will come to their senses. Most likely not. But at least they were still on the ballot and still in play. It wasn't like they had 40% of the vote. They had it midway 60s. We've seen guys make huge monumental leaps in their 10th and final appearance on the ballot because people have said they've had a change of heart. Now, it's not because of the stink that has surrounded the likes of Bonds and Clemens, but they eventually made it. So I was hoping that maybe something would happen. Shame on me for thinking that people would come to their senses. But I've had about enough. Here's what I don't understand. And I just asked another former ball player, like, what his thoughts are. Because I really have a difficult time, like, formulating takes and wrapping my head around all this. Just because, like I said, I think there should be way more people in the Hall of Fame. But if you don't vote for someone, 
on your first ballot. Why Why do they get – why do you vote from the second time or the third time or the 50th time? Why did Why well, do people gain? That makes no sense to me. Well, it, it does to a degree because there's only 10 slots on your ballot. So some people will say, hey, listen, I would I could have voted for 12 or 13 guys, but I had to cut the number at 10. I don't know what percentage that is of voters, but some Very people do. And I will admit, I think I've changed my tune on some guys who recently got in. I think I changed my tune probably on Larry Walker. I may have changed my tune on Edgar Martinez. He's, he got to his 10th and final ballot. I don't know if that makes me a bad person. Maybe it makes me a judge, uh, poor judge of talent. I don't know. I just, I just don't understand that. Like, I don't know. I, I guess you're right. If there are people that are voting and they say, I want to put 15 dudes on and I only have 10 spots, so next year if there's not enough uh, people to vote in, you can get that vote this year. But if they're doing it to like, oh, you're not a first ballot, this guy's a first ballot, or you're only a second ballot, that doesn't make any sense to me. And again, I think there's been so much public outcry over this. One, they probably love it because everyone's talking about the Hall of Fame. But two, they're going to have to make fundamental changes to the voting system. They have to. And if they don't, it's not going to happen. Death. And like everything else in baseball right now, they don't understand the fan base and they don't understand what the future of baseball needs to be. And Chris, what are we doing here? What is you doing, baby? I don't understand it, man. Bonds, Clemens, Hall of Famers. Listen, I, I don't know, dude. And other guys on that thing, freaking list that are Hall of Famers too. Dude, it's a fucking museum. And when they started allegedly using steroids, there was nothing that when you walk into a clubhouse that said up on the big board, was there anything that said in there, well, I mean, you got there after testing started. But I can tell you this. Prior to 2004, there wasn't in there that said, don't use PEDs because you will be suspended from baseball or you'll be kicked out. It sure as hell said it about gambling, and Pete Rose read that every day. So for the people that are equating Pete Rose to Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, I'm not going to listen to that argument. That's a different subject for a different time. This is something totally different, totally different. And it's a shame. Um, it's embarrassing for the sport. It really is. It is embarrassing that we have a museum that is beautiful in a beautiful part of the country where you can take your family, you can take the kids, and you can tell the story any way you want to when you walk through that museum. If you want to walk past Barry Bonds' plaque or Roger Clemens' plaque and sit say, these guys, in my opinion, are known for cheaters. And then if the kids or the grandkids say, well, why are they in the Hall of Fame? Then you explain it to them. But they can't walk past that stuff. And people say, well, wait, there's jerseys and backs and hats of all those players in the Hall of Fame. So they got stuff in the Hall of Fame. That's different than being a member of the Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm going to say something right now, Chris, because you got me a little fired up here. Bud Selig is in the Hall of Fame. Yep. And they rushed his ass in the Hall of Fame. Sure as hell did. And look, I just saw this like awesome video at Miller Park of Bud and all the good things he's done. And look, he, he has done some good things for baseball. But holy, if you're telling me you're keeping these guys, these players out because they took steroids, but the commissioner who knowingly let that happen is in the hall and you rush and you couldn't get him in any faster. You got him there on a freaking bullet train. How does that make any sense? It doesn't. I want to touch on one last thing before we move on, and that's Kurt Schilling. When you watched him pitch, did you see a Hall of Famer? And if the answer is yes, do you think the reason that he didn't make it in is because of what has transpired on social media with him over the last several years? 
Yeah, I like. I feel like I'm not. I know I'm supposed to give my takes with you, but I don't think I can give a take on that because I don't know what he said. Okay. I, I honestly don't. I've heard that it's pretty bad or like really bad. It's really bad. So I don't know. When I you're asking me if I saw him, is he a Hall of Fame player? Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly like I have I haven't even googled it. After this, I'm gonna Google it so I know so I don't look like an idiot anymore. Mm -hmm. but, well, bring your puke bucket. You're not gonna like it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I've said this once and for all. Um, I'm not here to repeat what he has said and what he has written. Uh, I think it's more than harmful. I think it's dangerous. Uh, he and I don't see life the same way. With that being said, I would have voted him in. I would have voted him in based on what I saw in the baseball diamond. Uh, I know that there are a lot of teammates. I'm not going to speak for all of them, but I have talked to several of them, whether it be in Philadelphia, Arizona, or Boston, who couldn't despise the guy most of the week. But on the day he pitched, they were like, get your ass out there. Do your thing. To me, that's a Hall of Famer. And once again, it's our job as parents uh, to explain to younger people why that guy was controversial. And if you don't want that responsibility, then you don't want to be a parent. Like, you can't put your blinders on kids all the time. So... It's I agree. Museum. He deserved to be in there. I thought he was one of the best around. All right, dude. You feel better? Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, it's such a touchy subject for everybody, and I kind of it is. about. It, I kind of wish we were going through the chat and taking questions and stuff. We can't do that tonight, but um, this is a this is an area that there's more engagement and passion about. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's one of the biggest areas of baseball that you know that gets this type of reaction. So maybe it does. Just, maybe they're just not going to change anything, and we're just gonna, me and you are going to sit here like idiots, telling them that they stink, and they're just like, yeah, well, at least you're talking about us. Well, and and I want to finish it with one other thing. I have the good fortune of working in both uh, the baseball world and the NFL world, and I have covered the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well, and one big difference between the voting process is when the pro football uh, hall of fame voters get together in a room and they debate about who's worthy and who's not character doesn't come up. It never has. It never will. In fact, there's a stipulation in the voting process that says you only look at what happened inside of that field. Now baseball has lived with a character clause forever Josh Rowich, who's the brand-new president of the Hall of Fame, said they looked at several different criteria, and he talked a lot about character and being a good teammate and being good in your community. That's really big in the baseball world. Whether you believe it or not, that's up to you. I think we have to take a serious look at that. I think we have to take a serious, serious look at it. We'll see, man. Baseball needs a lot of change right now, and we're yep. here in a pivotal moment for our sport's future, and I hope that MLB can get their mind off of some of these money negotiations and realize that there needs to be some fundamental change in a lot of aspects of the game to continue to be the national pastime. Because guess what? See, Rosie, we ain't the national pastime right now. Dude, we're a lockout. The NFL's <laughs> getting record ratings. <laughs> we're in the middle of a lockout. And they got one person in the Hall of Fame. And it won't be the home run leader, and it won't be a seven-time signing award winner. If, but if, if they are smart, Chris, this is what they'll do. 
Rams win the Super Bowl. Boom. I'm out there with Matty Staff. We're freaking hanging out. Jointly uh, raise the trophy. And then we announce that there's labor peace in Bay. Oh. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I would do it at the same exact time as the Lombardi trophies being handed out because baseball seems to always put their major announcement on like a Sunday afternoon during football. Hey, let's announce the Gold Glove winners against the 425 Eastern game. Woohoo! Uh, and if you guys are all listening, MLB, do another meeting tomorrow. Holy shit. Let's get that thing rolling. Ploofy, appreciate you seeing me during a uh, special edition of baseball today. Thank you to everybody out there that is continuing to consume the product here on John Boy Media. Quick reminder, if you like the lids we're wearing, if you like anything else we might be wearing, John Boy Media, baseball today, sweatshirts, hoodies, blankets, T-shirts, whatever, it's all available at shop.johnboymedia.com. Go get yours today so you can look as handsome as Trevor Plouffe and as average as Chris Rose. We will see you next time on Baseball Today. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.